Welcome to the First Impressions Podcast, the official podcast of the Forum of Incident Response and Security Teams. Every month, Chris John Riley and myself, Martin McKay, share informal conversations with security professionals from around the globe. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers alone, and any sarcasm you hear is purely intentional. For more information on FIRST or this podcast, please check out FIRST.org. Welcome to the First Impressions podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Martin McKay, um, and we're lucky enough this time to be talking to Peter Lowe, the co-chair of the DNS Abuse SIG and first DNS Abuse Policy Ambassador, which I think is going to need a little bit of explanation. Welcome to the show, Peter. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. And hello, Martin. It's good, good, to, good to be on the podcast. Well, thanks very much for coming. I mean, I guess the first question is really, what what does the first DNS abuse policy <laughs> ambassador do? You set policies on DNS abuse? <laughs> no, not really. But before that, can I just say how I, I like the acronym first. I think the Forum of Incident Response uh, and Security Teams is excellent, and it's a great kind of clever acronym that they've got first. But it is a real pain sometimes when you're actually talking out loud because you say I'm the first DNS abuse policy ambassador, and you're like, are you okay? So you're the you're not the second, but you're, you're the I'm the first first. <laughs> so, That's yeah. confusing, especially when you're trying to search for first conference, and it comes up with right. a Wikipedia article on right. the first ever conference. Um, right, right, exactly. <laughs> I've been with the DNS abuse SIG for a couple of years, and uh, sometime last year, um, they were looking for. Uh, the board were looking for somebody to sort of represent the first.org in the sort of DNS abuse space. It's, you know, it, it's become a big thing in the last few years, and especially last year seems to be really kind of, can I say that DNS abuse has taken off? Um, <laughs> it feels bad to say that, but it's so hot right now, right? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's where all the cool kids want to be. There's a ton of different organizations and groups and, and people looking at it and thinking about it. And it's kind of, coming up into the public consciousness, there's like, you know, there was a big thing in the IGF and ICANN are talking about it and uh, ITF have got groups. There's the first thing, there's the DNS Research Foundation, the DNS Abuse Institute, there's um, uh, ECO are doing a, a top DNS initiative. So it's like, it's happening everywhere. And I think basically they wanted someone to kind of um, uh, represent first at conferences and things and kind of, uh, show that we're, we're looking at it and doing something about it from an incident responders point of view. So the, the policy side of things, I think maybe it just implies that I'm not meant to do anything practical, just talk to people about DNS abuse and get people talking. It's funny because so, I actually wrote down policy abuse ambassador and that sounds wrong. Like you're, you're. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, it, I, I thought about that before with the, the DNS abuse SIG is like, are we looking for new ways to abuse the DNS or are we just talking about how we can respond to it? Well, I mean, technically you need to understand one side of it so you can understand the right. other. I mean, that's true. In, in technology, we've been doing this for a long time. Red team springs to mind is how do I hack into yep. your organization like an external hacker so I can tell you how other people can't hack into your organization. So Right, you just put a different color hat on basically. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, one thing I did last year was I went to ICANN, the ICANN 75 AGM, and I spoke about the problem of defining the term DNS abuse itself. 
because it's kind of a fuzzy term. There's no um, strict definition. I should say, actually, there's probably about 12 different strict definitions. Everybody's got a slightly different interpretation. The DNS Abuse Institute, which is an ICANN, kind of an ICANN thing, it's from PIR, the, the .org people, they define it quite narrowly as things that include like spash, uh, uh, phishing, malware, and I think spam. That's it for them. The EU did a, a study on DNS abuse, a seven-month study that produced a 142-page PDF, and their definition included uh, different kinds of DNS abuse. So abuse via the DNS and abuse of the DNS, things like cash poisoning and stuff like that as well. So it depends on who you talk to. It doesn't matter, really. We're all on the same side. Let's start fighting about it and trying to define it. So how did um, the, the SIG at first to, to deal with this problem kind of come about? What's the little bit about the history there and, and the reason why it was formed? It's one of the older SIGs, um, isn't it, Peter? Is it? I don't think it's that old. I mean, I don't really know much about the history of other SIGs, I'll be honest. So well, we're, I, here, you know, we're, we're talking okay. to a number of SIGs and we're here right. to give people a voice. So Yeah. So... I, I know that it came about, um, I think around three years ago, maybe 2019, so that would be uh, a, a sort of coming on to four years ago. And it, there was a boff at one of the first meetings, and um, they decided to turn it into a SIG. And I think that the idea was that basically that there wasn't really a, <laughs> the same old problem, there isn't really a common language around DNS abuse. And they wanted to try and solve that, especially from the point of view of incident respondents. Uh, and security teams. So um, I kicked off uh, work on, and this is still kind of, we're getting, to, we're close to version one. Um, yeah, it kicked off um, work on a document which is trying to classify the different kinds of DNS abuse and list who can help with mitigating it, preventing it, and blocking it. I think blocking, prevention, and mitigation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't had coffee yet to this morning, so <laughs> we should definitely organise uh, podcasts after coffee. I think it's uh, yes, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's much my, my bad, I'm afraid. <laughs> so we, we were calling it a detection, mitigation, and prevention. Those are the three the three categories. It was initially called a taxonomy, and now because, um, well, for reasons, um, we're calling it a model uh, for DNS stakeholders. And um, yeah, that's that's what we're working on. Uh, the main thing. I mean, and who is who is that really designed for? Is this a, a, a piece for incident response teams to understand that what those risks are and how they can try and protect against it? Is it for people who are hosting, running DNS services, or people who are? I mean, I'm going to say people who are relying on DNS, but we're we're on a podcast right now where we're relying on DNS. So that's pretty much everyone. Who's the yeah. market for this document, or is it just everyone? It's for incident responders and security teams. That's who it's aimed for. And it's one of the things that we have to keep kind of reminding ourselves about because there's so many, like you say, the, the people involved in DNS is basically everybody on the internet. The stakeholders column, so on on the, what's it, the, we have a row for each different kinds of DNS abuse. And then we have a column for each type of stakeholders. And we do have one stakeholder, which is end user, which is basically everybody. Yeah, it's meant to be, you, 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 you're experiencing some kind of DNS abuse, some issue. Let's say you've got a C2 server running on your machine or a ransomware, uh, I don't know, a, a compromised DNS server. Who do you speak to? Who can help you with detecting it? Who can help you with preventing it again? And who can help you with mitigating it if, you've been, if you're having problems at the moment? I have to ask, 
we're seeing more and more in the world that the that some of the DNS abuse is coming from nation state actors, and some of it is legal in their countries. Yeah, that's got to be Tricky. weighing heavily on your mind and and sort of in the that sort of taxonomy. Do you address that at all, at all, or is it something that's kind of beyond the scope of what First is really doing? Uh, we, we, we try we try to. Um, the problem with with that kind of level of uh, stakeholder is that it's not very common for an incident responder to go directly to a government. So it's not very very useful to include them in the uh, in this uh, the spreadsheet. We actually had a thing recently where one of our members pointed out that they do actually do this. And we had a discussion about should we okay should we include because it was in a smaller country and, and they have more direct access to the politicians there and they were like do we include government there uh, you know uh we've decided against it for now i think we're going to look at it um maybe for version two and have because we, we've been discussing this everything for a long time we go back and forth on things so right now we're kind of like let's get something out and think about other things but yeah so it's a tricky one i have to say yeah. What does that mean for the next steps, right? So you're coming out with a, with a paper um, that talks a little bit about kind of how incident responders can categorize certain types of, of issues and escalate certain things in certain areas. Uh, sorry, can, can I correct you there slightly? <laughs> I do you it said, all the time. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, we You said that um, we've coming out with a paper that helps people categorize different types of DNS abuse. That's actually going to be our next step. Because the list uh, or the table assumes that you already know what's going on. That's actually something that's, you know, more than one person has said, well, how do you know what kind of DNS abuse you're experiencing? You know, it's, it's a gap, but it's not something that this document is trying to, uh, to, fit, to solve. It's, well, this kind is, of you, the question, right? Which is like, what's yeah. <laughs> down that road, right? And categorization seems to be, be where it's at. I mean, I, I'm going to ask a silly question here, but is that hard? I mean, I know it's hard. If it, if it was easy, then it, it would be done already but what are some of the intricacies on on actually breaking that down and allowing people to identify those kind of issues yeah it is very tricky we spent a long time on the various different kinds of dns abuse which ones do we include and which ones are really kind of the same thing yeah it's 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 hard and we've gone it's probably the hardest part of it actually we, and we've tried various different things one of the reasons why the document has taken such a long time to get out there has been that we had it separated into abuse of the dns and abuse via the dna but that really isn't all that helpful so now we've just split it into the three uh, detection mitigation and prevention sections what we've gone for is a more technical approach so instead of cash poisoning we've put on path dns attack and we have a, a section called um, malicious registration of effective second level domains, which just means registering a domain for a phishing site, for example, um, that, that kind of thing. And, and then there's different sort of uh, spoofing of a registered domain or, or spoofing or, or otherwise using an unregistered domain. They're all kind of related and it's tricky. Um, and it almost sounds like you need to release a point five version to put out there and let people comment on because if you're having some of of these discussions internally once it hits the wider world there's going to be a lot more oh but in this specific case yeah blah blah, blah so yeah uh, yeah that would have kind of been my reaction as well but i, I one of the things I, I like about the dns music is that we have a really wide range of voices we have one two three four five like about 10, 12 different stakeholder columns and i think we have somebody who represents each one of those so registrars registries uh, recursive operators application service providers threat intelligence providers law enforcement certs you know we have 
um, somebody from sort of every area of the industry, every type of stakeholder. So I'm, I'm hoping that we're not going to get too many edge cases. We are actually at the stage right now where we've been giving out a version of the document and asking for feedback, but just to cite kind of specific people that we thought might be able to give us some uh, useful feedback. And I think the next step is, you know, put that, put it out there. So I think we're at 0.5 right now. Oh, good. Yeah. So with that many different stakeholders in the room, I imagine a lot of time is yeah. discussing, this is the term we use for this, and then trying to come yeah. up with that singular vernacular. Does that exist right now in the DNS abuse space, or is that still something that you're very much setting? Well, like I said, I think everybody has slightly different uh, versions. Are you familiar with ECO? It's a, it's a uh, sort of organization in, in Europe of um, lots of different internet-related companies. They have an initiative called Top DNS, and they released something which was very similar to what we've done. Uh, so if you look up Top DNS, um, you can see what they've, they've put out there. We're actually going to be talking to them soon in, in a couple of weeks. Um, they're going to join us, and we're going to have a chat about the differences. But they have types of DNS abuse on one side, and then people who are related to uh, stakeholders uh, you know, on the other axis. And they've done it differently. So yeah, there's no standard nomenclature. Uh, unfortunately <laughs> it's just like the rest of security why have a standard language when you can create new three-letter acronyms <laughs> or create a new marketing term for the same old thing yeah yeah absolutely but you know that's one of the goals is to try and make something that is useful enough i i, I really hope that it's going to be taken and used by other people and you know occasionally i get frustrated that we're not making enough progress but then i think if we do if we get this right if we do a, re a good job then it's going to be worth it. These things do take time. You can't just kind of knock something up and chuck it out. Not, not that I'm saying that anybody else has, but I'm just, um, uh, yeah, it's still quite frustrating. It's taken ages though, <laughs> you know. Anything worthwhile is frustrating at some yeah. point, I imagine. So it's, so where does this take you long-term, right? So you, you have uh, the existing plans already to come out with the report. You have the, the next yeah. step down that road. Well, where's that road yeah. leading? Um, ultimately, our goals are very much to, make things secure and make sure that we can you know, easily deal with incidents and things like that. How does that look for, for the, for the DNSSEC? So if we can get this version out there, we've, we've already got a number of things that we need to talk about for version two, uh, version 1.5 or whatever the next version number is going to be, uh, which I think is going to take a while. I think probably we'll get some interest in the SIG itself. So more people will be joining and we'll get a lot more sort of feedback that way. Every time I've done a presentation on this, um, we've had a, like a, a bunch of people join, which is great. Um, it's definitely something that people are interested in. People do want a, a, a standard language. So um, maybe that's what it can evolve into. One thing I think is definitely missing, which we, uh, we sort of mentioned earlier, is how do you know what kind of DNS abuse you're experiencing, or if you are? And that's something we haven't even, we, we said we need it, but we don't know how what it would look like. Talking about that is going to be, and I think, honestly, that's enough plans for now. <laughs> All right, yeah. DNS so, abuse is so, not going to go away, is it, Peter? No, no, absolutely not. And so going back to my um, ambassadorship, I do, I, I do feel a bit weird saying that, um, you know, I'm the DNS abuse ambassador. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a bit funny. But um, going back to that side of things, the, the policy side of things is, is worth talking about, and it is worth approaching people and trying to get them to use a common language as well. So we can take this document and then use it for things like that, conversations about how do we deal with this? How do we get different types of stakeholders talking to each other um, or groups of stakeholders, even even one group of stakeholders, <laughs> the one type 
talking in in itself. So, yeah, there's a lot of possibilities. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you really wanted to cover today? I, I have to say um, it's one of the most useful groups I've been. So as well as working on this document and trying to make this common language, it's also a useful kind of forum to exchange uh, information about DNSPs. We, we send links to each other about things that are going on and having that kind of specialized community is inside a special an already specialized community is really useful. Um, and I love it. I have to say thank you to everybody who's contributed because it's absolutely been a team effort. My current co-chairs, John Todd and uh, Jonathan Spring, or Jono, are brilliant. John Todd is a bit swamped at the moment, but uh, yeah. And our, our former co-chairs, Michael Hasting and Jonathan Makowski, I, I've worked with, they were not the, oh, wait, hang on. I'm not, I can't remember who exactly the founders. I think maybe Michael Hasting was one of the founders of the, of the actual SIG, but it's changed a, a few times since it started. Yeah, just the number of people that have been involved have been great. And I, I really think that FIRST is one of those organizations which is absolutely worth the time and effort. Um, and it's all volunteers as well. Like, I have to remember that this isn't a job. This is something that people have said, I think we need this, you know, I, I want to help with this. So yeah, it's, it's quite cool. <laughs> and, and for companies and people who are interested in, in taking part, giving some information, or if it's something that's very close to their heart, how can they get more involved? Um, is it uh, yeah. then look at the, the SIG section and then reach out? Yeah, I think the URL is first.org slash SIG slash global. And then we're on there. One of the things is we do accept uh, outside members. So you don't have to be a, mem a member of FIRST to join the SIG. Uh, that's actually how I joined. I, I wasn't a member of FIRST at the beginning and uh, I was just told about it by a friend and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And then, if you want to come check us out, then brilliant, do so. We do look for people who are on the operational side or the research side and people from the policy side that it's not really going to help the SIG itself. So, but yeah. Check it out. Okay, well, we've been talking to Peter Lowe, who is the co-chair of the DNS Abuse SIG and also the DNS Abuse Policy Ambassador. Thank you very much, Peter. Thanks, Martin. Thanks, Chris. Great talking. Thank you for listening to the First Impressions podcast and thanks to this week's guest. You can find Chris John Riley on Twitter at Chris John Riley, all one word. You can find me, Martin McKay, on Twitter at MCKEAY. And you can find the first organization at first.org, F I R S T D O T O R G. You can also find more information about First and the First Impressions podcast at first.org. Thanks again for listening.